Hello everyone, welcome back to Let's Take a Moment, the podcast where we take a step back and think about an issue that affects our psychology or motivation in life and it gives you a chance to apply some direct thinking to things that you're doing in your life. Um, So a little bit of a general update for you in terms of what I've been up to recently. I have been down to London twice, so a lot of train journeys. Um, always a hot thing to do in the summer and I'm someone as a big guy uh, I sweat a lot so lots of hotel showers and um, looking forward to getting back to my hotel after a hot day at work and of course in London people uh, travel on foot uh, a long way and my colleague who's who's actually pregnant uh, she said we're going to a restaurant uh, I went down for like a team day and she said we're going to a restaurant I said how far is it because my feet were feeling a little bit delicate having walked around a lot uh, the the day before she said don't worry don't worry it's absolutely fine it's um it's only about a 10 minute walk and I said oh cool that's that's really good anyway what was a 10 minute walk was actually a 25 minute walk each way and probably about a mile so by the time I got back to the office my feet were in pain let's say um quite blistered and I then had to walk or should I say limp back to Pimlico Station from Millbank and then walk when you get to King's Cross. It's quite a, not a long walk, but a, you know, a five-minute walk up to the the train and then a walk on the train. So my feet were feeling delicate, let's say, and I wasn't in the best of, of moods by the time I got back to the northeast. But I was back down there again uh, this last week, a few days ago, uh, or two days ago, actually, um, because we had a staff away day at Lingfield Races. So that was very nice, all paid for by work, which was very generous. Um, but that meant a full journey down to King's Cross, a journey on the underground to one stop before I normally get off, and then navigating Victoria Station to try and find my platform, then a 50-minute train journey, and then another 10-minute walk to the, to the race course. So thankfully, my feet held up. Um, but it was a really nice time. Um, but I guess the the update uh, for this week, I was th- I've been thinking about quite a few things. Obviously, I had a lot of time on trains and whatnot to, to contemplate my navel and think about a few things. And I've been thinking about, you know, motivation in terms of where do we get our motivation from? What's your reason? What's your why? Um, and I've realised that there's a lot of different ways that can feature in terms of being factors in how you assess your motivation um, and I'm going to go through a few of them uh, after this short break so I want you just to have a think um, on what sort of drives you um, is it positive or is it negative are you trying to prove someone wrong are you trying to prove someone right are you doing it because a relative passed away and they would want you to succeed what do you use and it doesn't mean that you use it maliciously there can be very genuine reasons but what are the reasons that get you up in the morning that get you to do the hard things because we can all sail along on the easy stuff but sometimes we have to put ourselves out there and I want to chat a little bit about those things as well so we're going to take a short break now and have a think about those issues and then we'll have a chat about them after this short break I forgot to mention that I'm actually on leave this week, so even more time to to think and to chill. 
Uh, it's been a busy time at work with the with the break that we had coming in. Also, of course, I work in political consultancy, and you all know what happened this week with the uh, imminent fall of the administration that Boris Johnson's been leading and the beginning of elections for a new prime minister. But I don't want to talk about that. As interesting as I'm sure that chat would be, uh, what I do want to talk about is um, just letting you guys know that I haven't been on leave. I've already been tackling a few things. I've been weeding my garden. I've still got quite a lot of work to do in that respect. Some, uh, probably another couple of bin bags full of garden stuff. And I've got about six or seven uh, garden bin waste things to take to the tip. Um, so that's going to be a little bit of work for me this week. All good. Looking forward to it. Makes it tidier. Uh, all the work that does need to be done. Um, but this week I was planning on going to um, to Lincoln for a couple of days and I'm still planning that but towards the end of the week because uh, my little niece isn't very well so she's she's not got COVID she's got something else but it's knocked her for six so I thought best not to you know go and visit and her to be not well and as soon as I go obviously she'll be back on her feet and ready to play and show me things and then I'll be going so I thought given that I haven't been down a load I'll just wait a few more days and go down hopefully at the end of the week so Looking forward to that if it happens. Um, but I am going on uh, Monday to Holmfirth, which is the uh, last of the summer wine uh, venue. If you've ever watched that program, one of my favourites um, from the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s and noughties. Uh, finished in 2010. I think all the cast, apart from the, well, the cast that I liked, which was pre-1995, sort of Foggy Dewhurst and all that lot. Um, they're all pretty much passed away now, uh, with the exception of Barry and Glenda. Um so a little bit sad in that respect, but those that show raises a lot of themes for me. So there's a good chance that what I might do is once I've said goodbye to uh, Donna, who I'm meeting down there, a friend of mine, and she's going to show me around. She's a singer from uh, that area. Uh, I think we're going to meet up about 10. We're going to have lunch together. She's going to show me the various sites, your Compost Cafe, Sid's Cafe, um, you know, the pub, I think the White Horse I would like to go to, um, that the, the filmed a lot of the stuff in. Um, and then once that's finished, I might record uh, an episode about some of the themes that I've been thinking about because it's not... <clears throat> obviously, it is a, a fiction. We're, we're to work a fiction, but it raises a lot of themes for me. And I quite like the idea of chatting about that while I'm there, while it's fresh in my mind. So get get something down and recorded. May not come out straight away, but I think I'll record it then and then maybe use it later. So just going back to the the topic of today's discussion is what motivates you. And what I've realised is, is that I advocate on this podcast quite often and it's almost a theme covered by The Last of Summer Wine where they, the characters in there don't appear to have ambition. They just live day to day and they, they don't have ambition as such. They're just filling their time in and it's nice and relaxed. And I've, I can talk at length and I will do on that programme about those types of themes. So I actually advocate sometimes, almost hypocritically, the opposite of what I'm going to talk about here because I'm not someone who thinks that you should be absolutely driven by um, an all-consuming goal. However, it's about balance. So what I don't think is, is that you shouldn't have any, for example. So, and the benefit of having an all-consuming goal, if that is you, is that that fills your purpose in, you know, and that could be difficult because one of the problems of just floating along is whilst that can be quite relaxing and not stressful, the stress will appear in different ways. The stress will appear in what's the point of me? 
and those questions we all ask those questions sometimes now if you've got a family if you've got children if you've got it's very easy to find the answer to that question of course however a lot of people who have those things can also think what's the point of me on the basis of in addition to that what what's my point in the world am i living vicariously through my children do i have a purpose myself because you can be you know fully into what your kids do but they have their life and you have yours and you're trying to equip them with the tools um but ultimately you've got to have your own thing i think you know i'm not i don't have children of my own um but i certainly have my own maybe in in light of the fact that i don't have them i focus very much on where i'm at so at the moment you guys know i'm researching and back testing forex strategies and i'm getting into that and i'm enjoying that and i'm looking to see can that make me some income enough to either replace my current job or to make sure that I had income coming in so I could, for example, do this full-time. I could look at a well-being career and have that as a backup, just keep the money coming in through through that activity. And then I could focus on the things that I really want to do. So basically it would mean that I could align, realign what I do. So what motivates you can be, um, and I want to get beyond just saying like what it is. So I'm motivated by, not me personally, but someone might say I'm motivated by wanting to be promoted at work, Okay. I'm wanting to be the, the managing director of the company I work for. I want to be in charge. I want to earn more money. Um, those things are the what's, but I want to really drill down into the why's, you know, and into the type of motivation that you have. I must admit that motivations for me often are almost negative. Now, I turn them into a positive by wanting to succeed, but the reasons why is, is quite often to deal with something that's inside me that I feel like I'm not taken seriously by people. I feel like nobody ever, everything I do that's good seems to surprise people. And that's like associates, people I know, they never seem to expect a lot of me. So for example, there's a lot of talk at the moment about who will be the next candidate to be the next MP, the next Labour MP here, who'll be the next Labour candidate. Now I'm a member of the Labour Party and I was a Labour councillor. I'm 41 years old, I'm the right age, but nobody's ever said to me, hey, Malcolm, you'd be a good MP, why don't you stand? Now, the, that's totally separate from the fact that I don't actually want to stand, but what I don't want is people to turn around to me and say, you're not good enough. Or perhaps it would be nice if someone said, I think you'd be the right choice. Now, I would politely tell them that, thank you very much for that, show me that faith, very, very grateful, it doesn't go unnoticed, as I've just explained. But that's probably not for me. That's not on my radar. But they don't know that, you see. Um, so it's like almost if you're not suggested, it proves that people don't have that faith in you. And we can all pretend that we don't care what people think. And perhaps we shouldn't care. But I think we all do to a degree. And we all like it when someone is impressed by us enough to say positive things or do positive things towards us. Whereas if you're just ignored, that frustrates me because... Deep down, even though I'm not confident about my appearance, for example, I am very confident about my drive and my ability to, to do things. You know, not many people have figured out a way that may be profitable in terms of making money on Forex. Most people get no further than looking at it as some sort of scam or too risky or they're not willing to work these things out in terms of what is the opportunity, is it viable? And I've done that on nearly every type of business. Not because I'm particularly entrepreneurial or money-driven as such. I just want those consequences of having that type of thing so for example i've found people on linkedin who with all due respect to them clearly have a very wealthy partner who allows them to beaver away on something they love to do that they're clearly not making any money on um 
but yet they have the freedom to pursue it because that's not important because they have that box ticked. And I want that as well. You know, I want to be able to just float around in my own neuroses and not have to worry about money. What forces us back to what we would all call reality is actually if we are behooven to work, if we're behooven to bosses. So, for example, my I guess what I would say is almost to analyse your motivations, but dream big enough where you are looking at a genuine way out of something. You know, have the faith that you can be completely and utterly independent if you work at it. If you, it's not easy. I've I've looked into this for twenty years, um, and I've found a couple of ideas that could that could maybe work, but you just never know. Um, but don't ever give up on a better life. Don't just have the motivation of I want to be promoted at work because it's an extra two pound an hour. Right? I'm not dissing anyone's wages or saying that that's not worthwhile for you and it might make all the difference in the world to your lifestyle, to paying off debts, etc., etc. But you've got to, I think, not rule yourself out of huge success by not dreaming about what that would look like for you. Um, and how, and another thing that sort of motivates me that this may be the same for you is my belief of, of wanting to prove people wrong. So I, I sort of daydream sometimes about making you know 100k in a month on the forex markets which isn't impossible if i was funded in in that way depending on what you know percentage one you risk you always risk one percent so depending on what one and a half percent would be on each trade if you made 10 percent and the account was big enough that could be that figure um and i would just love to see people's faces if i suddenly said look this is what i've made you know this is what i've done this is what I'm doing. And I think it would surprise a lot of people. And that makes me angry. I'm not going to lie. That really does make me angry. I want people not to be surprised by me being successful. But I also see the flaw there. I see the fact that I shouldn't feel that way. I see the fact that I should just smile and be happy. And also, do people care? Do, you know, am I proving anybody wrong, really? Am I actually proving myself wrong in some ways? Am I? I can almost be quite sort of bullish about this if if I manage to achieve something great I'd want to see people's reaction but if people just said well done I knew you could do it I probably wouldn't be happy about that I'd be wanting that kind of wow I never thought you could do that can't believe you did that you know and I'd almost be like well yeah I'm the best you know there's that kind of streak of arrogance in me that I'm just determined to do what I do but it doesn't matter it's wasted energy in some ways but that's what motivates me like that gets me you know excited to try things because when I find the the one thing that works that other people just don't bother trying or whatever that's when I'll parlay it to the max and then have a you know great life and that's kind of a it's a negative way to get to a positive result and I think it's about understanding and having humility to sort of wherever you get your motivations from I do make efforts to counsel myself in terms of I shouldn't need like even if you're wanting to prove somebody wrong like if I wanted to uh, for example a great example is over the last week a lot of people in my work got promoted and, and I didn't um and and that was like not that I didn't necessarily want to be promoted but I was kind of like they obviously don't think I'm good enough right so I never think I'm not good enough like I always think they give me any job in, in any organization and I could do it. I may not be like the best at it, but nothing's beyond me, right? So when people sort of suggest that it's somehow beyond me because I'm not ready to be put up to whatever, 
Like, I care about the diss in terms of I don't want to be told that I'm not good. Nobody does. And I admire the people who just beaver on with full effort without it. I, I have to really try. I have to really push myself to be positive in those situations because negative energy at that point can really come out with me very, very strongly. I can almost give up in terms of a, a normal job, like thinking, look, you know, that's a mistake from the people making the decision and I can't get past it. So I kind of struggle through, but I get there. Like I used to be much worse at it when I was younger. When I, when I, you know, I'd get overlooked and I would think, what? Like, no way. And it almost was like, well, I've just got to leave because I'm, I'm just not, I don't want to do anything now. But obviously I'm much more mature now. And, you know, I've realised that it's much more about just, just doing your work but in a professional situation that that you're in as well, and I think this is the reason people move on after a while, is that you can get defined by a hierarchy. Like my family member, I'm not going to say which one, was working for a, an organisation for 10 years and he had the same boss for 10 years. Now that boss never fully respected this person in 10 years because they were always the boss. And I think after a while, you don't want to have people having that authority over you. So for me, the effort's got to be in how do you get out in terms of what? how can you make your life independent? Now, ultimately, we all hope that we get that independence eventually in, in a secure and early, early-ish retirement. That's harder and harder now for people. Um, so another big thing I didn't tell you about actually was this week I've paid off my student loan, which is a, a big moment. You know, I've paid off a lot of money over the last few months to, to get rid of it. Um, that's something I, I I sort of started paying back 20 years ago. Big monkey off me back. But it, it tells me that, you know, it's all about this realignment of what's going on in my life. You know, I'm not someone who is solely motivated by work. I've got bigger aspirations, but you have to understand where you're, what your what is in terms of what do you want to do? That's really important, but you've also got to work on your why. What are your motivation triggers? Are you proving somebody wrong? Do you know, for example, a lot of people, if I achieved something, would say, Oh, it's a pity that your nan who died last October can't be here to see it. And my answer straight away would be, without any emotion almost, would be to say, Correct, I wish she could see it. But she wouldn't have mattered. She had that unconditional love that she was proud of me, whatever. In fact, probably the opposite would be true. I'd be wanting her to be super motivated, super psyched about me making lots of money off a business deal or a, or a new opportunity or whatever. And the reality was her her reaction would have been quite neutral. She would have just said, I'm proud of you anyway. And I'd be like, no, 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 <laughs> I've done this really good thing. Um, so I guess in a way you've got to understand, like, what are you looking for from people? And do people actually care? You know, if I've turned up at work and said, hey, guys, I'm leaving, I've just made a million quid, they'd go, cool, and then go back to their own job. You know, we have people leaving our work probably on a monthly basis, two or three go. And I used to get, not emotional, but I used to get upset when people left, write them a nice email and say, oh, you know, I wish you all the best, you're really talented, and stay in touch for me follow me on LinkedIn, the vast majority of them didn't even reply to the email. And then none of them got in touch on LinkedIn. Um, and this just proves that, you know, you've got to look after number one, you know, the people close to you are important. You've got to just work on your whys and your whats because the time just keeps ticking by. You know, we're into the middle of July now. It's nearly August. You know, time's just flying through. 
um, and suddenly it'll be September, October, autumn time. The the nights will start getting shorter again, and you know another year's in the books. And we've, you know you have to be keeping pushing forward. You know, so listening to a podcast like this is great because it hopefully gives you ideas in terms of where you want to be moving forward. Because you've got to have that plan. You've got to be following that path, and it's it's just worth thinking about. Just worth taking that time to think like. Am I, am I doing it with a chip on your shoulder? Which I don't think is a bad thing. I've got a chip on my shoulder. I want to prove to anyone who's kind of been neutral about my abilities, who hasn't promoted me, who hasn't said to me, you're the very best I've ever seen. Not that I feel I am, but I want to, I want to do something where people turn around and go, Jesus, never saw that coming. Because that's what I want. I want people to go, bloody hell, he is good. Look up to me because I, you know, I have that ability. I know it's in there. Um, and when people just pass you by, and it's like, it does happen to some people because, for example, MI6, which is the, the secret service in the UK, they they recruit people to do these, like, spy-type jobs. And they're looking for the people that walk into the room and no one notices. They're not looking for these charismatic Swiss people where people walk in and they go, wow, they're impressive, and they have no idea who they are. Because that could often be as fake people who just get all the faith of people in the world. These are the con men of the world, the con men and women. When they walk in, they say something and people go, well, obviously I can just tell that you're successful. And it turns out that they've got nothing. You know, I've got mates who purport to be X, Y, and Z and aren't, <laughs> just not. You know, what they say they do is an exaggeration. They might have lots of fancy job titles and the reality is they've got nothing and their life's in a mess. But So I'm looking for authentic success and then I want to tell people because I want people to know that I've done well. Now, will they care? Probably not. So this is when it goes back on in on yourself, when you go back inside yourself and think, are you proving yourself right or are you proving yourself wrong? Is there a belief deep down inside me that I'm not going to get these things and I'm almost fighting myself in spite of myself to succeed? And I think that might be close to the truth. So it's all about that type of dialogue, making sure that your narratives are positive, making sure that you're breaking them down and rebuilding them into something good because that will hold me back. It's held me back, but I feel I'm in a much better place recently. And I'm still, by the way, doing well with the with the diet. I'm still on the programme. It's 10.30 now. I ate at, I think it was quarter past six. I'm not even hungry, so I'm loving life in that respect. Um, it's starting to get easier during the day now. So, for example... When I'm eating, once I get my food in, I'm not finding that I'm hungry sort of mid-afternoon, mid-morning, mid-evening anymore. I'm finding that I can last easily, um, which which is a nice feeling, and I can stick to it, which is good. Not easy, because I still get the odd sort of boredom cravings, but it's in there. And, uh, yeah, I'm starting to... Starting to show. Um, it's, I'm starting to look a bit slimmer. I see it in my face when I'm... You know, looking, I'm having a shave. You know, a little bit of the fat's gone underneath the the, face, the chin, which is always nice. Cause I hate that, um, but it's going to take time, and and that's fine. I'm, I have a great mentality, in terms of I'm thinking about I can't wait to see where I am in two months, rather than oh I might lose something this week. Like I don't even care. I just want to keep plugging away, and I've got the rest of July, all of August, and then at the beginning of September. I'm going to go to the doctors, I get weighed and I get, um, I get weighed and we'll see where we are. 
in a year's time, on the 1st of June, I can't wait to see how far I get. It could be quite exciting, but I need to keep cranking it up. There's things that I need to change in terms of diet. I want to keep tweaking it and keep, you know, slightly eating less, just getting used to it. You know, I'm at the point where I can cope now, but I need to push just a little bit further. I'm not going to indefinitely do that because you end up eating nothing because I'm not going to go stupid, but there are just small excesses that I can do that'll just get me down to the very best diet I can ever be on because, like I said, there is a limit to what I'm capable of doing on that respect, but that's maybe for another show. So I'm going to leave it there, guys, and I hope you got something out of that. Um, it's all about understanding our motivations, why we have them, are they positive, are they negative, what does that say about us, but ultimately anything that keeps you grafting, doing what's hard and necessary rather than what's fast and easy. In balance, because it's all about enjoying your life and being as stress-free as possible, uh, I think is the way forward. And hopefully that gives you food for thought as you think about these various things. So thank you for listening. Get subscribed and I'll see you all on the next podcast very soon.